When you watch, when you stream, when you scroll, you get a team of journalists vetting each story, asking tough questions, and delivering in-depth information so Alaskans stay informed. That's Alaska's news source. Supply worries as South Central's dangerous cold deepens. Anchorage leaders warn of a strain on the natural gas supply we use to heat our homes. This, as also on the mind of uh, Juneau lawmakers, will detail the bill supporters hope will mean more gas going to customers' homes. And temperatures drop to the coldest levels that we have seen in 15 years at Anchorage. I'll let you know how much colder it should get tonight. Plus, go red for women as the American Heart Association celebrates its annual iconic day tomorrow. Heart disease survivor joins us in studio to share her story and special message. You're watching Alaska's News Source. Team coverage tonight as bitterly cold temperatures are putting a strain on Cook Inlet natural gas supplies. We'll check in with Melissa Fry shortly as Anchorage sets a new record low with the cold sticking around. But we start tonight with Lauren Maxwell and a potential gas shortage and what that could mean for Alaskans here in South Central. Well, the president of NSTAR was at that press conference, too. He says he wants people to know that things are status quo right now, but they are facing some serious challenges, and the weather is just one of them. NSTAR's president, John Sims, says prolonged freezing temperatures have resulted in a record demand for natural gas. I've been here uh, since 2005. Uh, this is the most strained I've seen the system. And in some ways, it couldn't be coming at a worse time. Sim says problems with gas wells in Cook Inlet have reduced the capacity to provide gas from the storage facility in the Kenai, known as Singsa, by 30%. If the weather persists, it could be worse. Do I have concerns about the rest of the week? I do, um, because operational challenges happen all the time. And so we've already got a situation at Singsa where we have some deliverability challenges. That's kind of why we're here talking about this today. If something else happens on top of that, you're more than likely going to see a condition yellow. Condition yellow refers to an energy action plan NSTAR has created for customers. Right now, Sim says we're in green, the stable zone. No real changes are required. But slipping into the yellow caution zone would mean some changes for consumers. And that's simple things like turning your thermostat down to 65 degrees, uh, unplugging unused appliances, not using your gas range, not doing laundry. Those types of things can really make a difference on the natural gas pipeline system. Sim says he doesn't think we'll have to go there, but he wants people to know it's a possibility. So again, what they're asking people to do right now is pay close attention to the news, to the utilities' websites, their Facebook pages. They say if there is a change in the situation that requires action, they will definitely let people know. Lauren Maxwell, Alaska's News Source. Lenstar's well, plea came as its president also made the pitch. Bills currently making their way through the legislature need to pass so they'll be able to get more of a gas supply to customers. Steve Kurtz details those plans from the state capitol as our team coverage continues. NSTAR's president says he plans to come to Juneau next week in support of legislation that he feels will send more natural gas to its customers. In short, they want to make it cheaper for producers to explore and produce natural gas. And one of the challenges that we've seen here locally is uh, you know, encouraging and getting producers out there to make the investment required to bring that gas to market. 
Um, now, I know that the governor and the legislature are evaluating a lot of potential tools that they have. One of those tools NSTAR President John Sims is talking about is a proposed bill, supported by Governor Mike Dunleavy. It would reduce the amount of royalty money producers would pay on new gas to 5% for the first 10 years of production. The issue is that Cook Inlet is a very, very mature basin. All the large companies have left Cook Inlet. And we're basically on an island. You know, Alaska is basically isolated. We're very, we're not connected to the lower 48. There's also Representative George Rauscher's bill. This one deals with exploration efforts. The royalty rate would be zero if the producer agrees to sell to an in-state electric or heating utility before anyone else. We need to chart our own destiny. We need to take control of our own situation. I don't, I don't want to wait for some outside entity to come and save us. We're going to have to do this ourselves. However, there are questions. Will customers pay less or more gas be produced? And what about the state losing money? I understand, I understand folks being skeptical. I worked in the oil industry for over 40 years, and, uh, you know, it is a risky business. I would say that uh, where the gas reserves are in Cook Inlet, uh, we're pretty highly certain of where they are. But Sims says he still feels there is more that can be done. I'll be there next week. Uh, to hopefully start some of those conversations about what we need to do to make sure that we're promoting a good environment for, for businesses to come in here to explore for those resources. Now, those two bills were recently heard and held in committee with discussions to continue. Now, McKay says he's currently crafting a more aggressive bill with details to come. Reporting from Juno, Steve Kirch, Alaska's News Source. And this is all vitally important because of the uh, birdly... Uh, uh, brutally cold weather that we are facing. We're going to check in with Melissa Fry in just a few minutes. As uh, temperatures uh, tomorrow, as temperatures remain dangerously low, the city is increasing its warming centers to help accommodate more people who might need a safe place to go. But with this, the city needs uh, Georgina Fernandez today. It needs more resources to make sure people stay warm inside and stay out of the cold and the out of doors. With the city now expanding warming shelters in a cold like this, they're asking for more donations so they can make sure everyone who needs food or warm clothes can get some. These socks, these gloves, it's a, honestly, it's a blessing. From socks to bedding, it's all items that can make a critical difference in someone's life. Anchorage's cold weather shelter, formerly at the solid waste facility, is seeking donations to help out with the larger amount of clients it's seeing. After Mayor Dave Bronson's cold weather proclamation increased the city's warming center sizes by 30 people at each location. Alexis Johnson, the city's housing and homeless coordinator, tells us the shelter's already seen more people using its warming center. These supplies, she tells us, are critical in order to help keep clients safe from the dangerous cold weather conditions. Whether this facility closes uh, or the warm center closes um, or people decide that they no longer want to be in shelter, we want to prepare them for you know, their best bet going out into the cold weather time. So having that gear is really important. You can drop off donations at locations like here at CWS or at other shelters in Anchorage. You can find the full list of where you can drop off items at alaskasnewsource.com. All right, we're talking about cold temperatures out there. Let's check in with Jackie Purcell to get an idea of what we're facing tonight and for the next few days. 
Well, you definitely need the right gear if you're going to be spending any significant time outdoors. We have sub-zero temperatures tonight again, and it was as cold as 18 below in the Anchorage area last night. But it's a pretty widespread cold snap from the northern portion of the state to the interior to south central. It's sub-zero cold, and it's a very deep and lasting cold into the interior. South Central has been seeing some of the coldest temperatures in Anchorage. It's been 15 years since we've seen temperatures this cold. We do have a wind chill advisory that is hanging on because of the winds in the Thompson Pass area blowing down into even Valdez. This will go through noon on Saturday as the winds will continue to be anywhere from 30 to 50 miles per hour, producing significant wind chills down to 50 below. Check out some of these temperatures this morning. Close to 40 below in Chalkeetna and Glen Allen. It was close to 30 below in Wasilla and Kenai. It is just very cold. And this is, again, what we'll be seeing going into this evening. We're at 10 below. That's at the airport. Thank goodness that it's calm. It's also 10 below at the east side of town. 12, though, below from Eagle River. Our highest temperature today, Mike, just made it to minus 2. And uh, the coldest Temperature on this date goes to 16 below. So we'll be seeing some clear skies. The cold continues, and that will take us all the way into the start of the weekend, the second half of the weekend. See what happens. Snow and warmer temperatures. We'll get into that, and we'll talk to Melissa about this cold coming up a little bit later. All right, Jackie, thanks so much. You can get instant information on changing winter weather conditions from our entire weather team by downloading the free Alaska Weather Source app. You can get that from your favorite app store. Still ahead on Alaska's news source tonight, tomorrow is National Wear Red Day to help raise awareness about women's heart and brain health. 2024 Anchorage Go Red for Women ambassador will join us live in our studio to talk more about her personal experience. Coming up after the break. You're watching Alaska's news source. Well, tomorrow is National Wear Red Day and part of the American Heart Association's annual push to promote heart health. We have the Anchorage ambassador for all this, Andrea Witte, in studio with us tonight to tell us about her personal experience with heart disease. And Andrea, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you so much, Mike. Okay, tell us about your personal story. What happened with you and heart disease? So when I was two years old, I was diagnosed with a genetic connective tissue disorder called Marfan syndrome. And although Marfan syndrome, um, some of the characteristics are a tall stature, uh, bad eyesight, and some other uh, joint issues, the most dangerous part about having Marfan syndrome is that it causes aortic aneurysms and a higher risk for dissection. And so when I was 18 years old, I had my aorta repaired um, via open heart surgery. And due to some complications, I actually ended up having a cardiac pacemaker implanted. Um, the American Heart Association funded the research for the cardiac pacemaker. Without it, I would have never been able to leave the hospital. And um, actually, just three weeks ago, I had my second pacemaker implanted. Um, the last one only lasted about eight years, and this one is estimated to last 19 and a half years. Um, so the amazing research by the American Heart Association is just continuing to improve lives like mine. Okay, so tomorrow is Wear Red Day. What is the American Heart Association's goal for this day? So aware, increasing awareness is the important step in fighting heart disease and stroke. National Wear Red Day is the American Heart Association's annual day dedicated to raising awareness for heart disease and stroke. And so we encourage all those across the country and including Alaska to please wear red and share your story of why um, this cause means so much to you. 
All right, after your experience, what do you think is the biggest takeaway for women? I think the biggest takeaway is uh, awareness and advocacy. And so heart disease presents itself very uniquely um, to women. Um, but also, I think one of the biggest statistics that people don't know about is it affects more people than all cancers combined. And, it's be, and we need to raise awareness. Um, please talk to your friends and family, talk to your doctors, and be an advocate for yourself. If you feel like something is wrong, it is never too early or, uh, to go and get checked out and to talk to your physician. You know, that is absolutely excellent advice. We've had some, my coworkers here at the station have had heart issues. And, uh, you know, you kind of go into denial when you start feeling those symptoms. But it's important to act on them if you feel them, right? Yeah. So how are you doing now? You've been through this personal experience. You've had two pacemakers. How are you doing now? I am doing great. You know, Alaska is a wonderful place to grow up and provide so many um, ways to um, accessibly uh, adventure in the outdoors. And I am so happy that with the advancements with the American Heart Association, I've been able to live a full life. I uh, just got married this last year, new oh, pacemaker, and uh, I now have a normal life expectancy. Well, that is great to hear. Andrea Woody, thank you so much for joining us. Andrea is the um, ambassador for Go Red for Women Day uh, here in Alaska. And thank you so much. We're, we're glad to hear that you're doing great. That's a marvelous story. Thank you so much for having me. All right, Andrea, thank you. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Click subscribe so you can get the latest podcast from Alaska's news source automatically. And stay up to date with breaking news and in-depth reporting available for free 24-7 with the Alaska News Source app.